For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. and gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports i hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well i got to admit normally during a post-game show i get pretty um um upset or happy or whatever emotions fly high either which way tonight we have three different Rafino's rants one about kim mulkey one about Billy Lucci and Brian Kelly potentially wanting the Michigan job if it comes open. But the biggest, and which I'm about to start the show off with, that I just quite honestly, for the life of me, don't understand is why I see Pac-12 idiots out here, and I'm going to call them idiots, out here saying that Jaden Daniels would hold a clipboard to Michael Penix and would hold a clipboard to Bo Nix. Now, I will admit, if you like Michael Penix or if you like Bo Nix more than Jane Daniels, good for you. I, I, it's your opinion. I'm not going to hate you for that opinion. But what I just cannot fathom is guys like Ryan Leaf, who we have had Ryan Leaf on this show before. Ryan Leaf has been a guest on AYS before. I cannot understand why he comes out with a video and says, yeah, I think James Good, he would be on the sidelines if he were on Washington's team or Oregon's team. No the hell he wouldn't. No, he would not. And you know how I know that? Because Bo Nix is not going to be a first-round guy above Jaden Daniels. Neither is Michael Penix. And I am a Michael Penix homer, to be honest with you. I love the good left-handed quarterback. Are you even remotely watching what Jane Daniels is doing? If you want to compare them, all three of them, on what they're doing with their arm. Fine. Bo Nix is only like 30 yards shy of Jane Daniels throwing, only has one less touchdown, actually has fewer interceptions. Okay, 
If you want a stat pad and say that's the reason, even though he comes out at halftime against Portland State in week one and goes down and scores, when you beat a team 81-7, to fine by me. But what I am not going to sit here and stand for is saying, we've had Ryan Leaf on this show and saying, yeah, the only time that people out west like myself watch LSU is when they play Bama. You're not watching every week, my guy. You're not doing it. Jane Daniels, so far this year, rushing the football, 124 carries, 1,014 yards, 8.2 yards per carry, which, by the way, leads everybody in the country. Running backs, quarterbacks, towel boys, water boys, Bobby Boucher, <laughs> leads everybody and double-digit touchdowns. But yet, even though he leads the country in yards, he leads the country in touchdowns, it seems as if it doesn't matter. What separates him is because he can take a football in the SEC against a team like Bama, who, by the way, I'm just going to let you know, you can have whatever take or opinion you want to have about the University of Alabama. I have them myself, but one thing is 1,000% sure. There's not a team on planet Earth that Oregon has played this year that remotely resembles the University of Alabama. Defensively, I'm going to add, there's not a team in the country that remotely resembles Texas A&M. Both units defensively are better than anything Bo Nix has seen. The best overall defense that he's seen is, oh, well, Utah's pretty stout defensively. Utah can't score. They can't throw the football. He gets possession after possession after possession because you got the pig farmer out there in Utah, Bryson Barnes, who can't hit the broad side of a barn with a goddamn telephone pole. I don't understand the reasoning and the logic behind, and as Ryan Leaf said, well, it's just plain and simple. He would hold a clipboard. Ryan, just because your failed career didn't go anywhere, just because you've had your demons, we have all have our demons, man. Like, at what point do you not be a homer? You know, we do a show. It's called Rafino and Joe Show. If you haven't gone and watched it, you should. It's fantastic. Sometimes you have to take off the bias cap and put on what happens in the real world. How much football has he watched? Now, I hope that he responds to us. I hope that he would grace us back with his presence on this show because I promise you I will lose my outright shit again on why you can remotely come to that conclusion. I'm just going to tell you the truth. There's not an athlete. There's not a person that I can remember. Maybe Angel Reese, but it's not because of her play. It was because of the you can't see me. I don't know of another LSU athlete on field talking about that has had more slander against them with the season that they're having like Jane Daniels last year it was a lot of the Rudy Poos that are LSU fans who wanted him to be benched for Garrett Nussmeyer all he does is the next season guys he's gonna win the freaking Heisman right he's gonna win the freaking Heisman God willing and knock on wood but you're going to have, oh, well, Mr. Blake, I, I already know the Pac-12 arguments. I didn't even want to bring up the guy on Twitter who said he'd hold the clipboard because, the, quite honestly, the guy could not draw me cover two if his life depended on it. What's a cover one robber? Some of these dudes that have Heisman votes do not know football. They could not tell you what a three technique is. There are probably some of you, and it's okay. You don't have a Heisman vote. 
Some of you in the chat right now don't know what a three technique is. You had no idea what you need to do on a zone blocking scheme. You'll come into a show and say, that's some bitch's ass, not knowing that that is not the person he should either guard, cover, or block. But you know what? Jane Daniels can run the football for 85 yards against, at the time, the top 40 defense in the country, the Florida Gators, and it means nothing. It means nothing, I guess. Top 15 defense Alabama, they couldn't stop him. They had to knock him out of the game to even remotely come close to stopping Jane Daniels. Whoa, what about the pick, Mr. Blake? Bo Nix couldn't convert three fourth downs on fourth and goal from the three-yard line. He missed wide-ass open dudes. His nuts shriveled up because, and he couldn't hit a pass in the back of the end zone to beat Washington on the road. But in a minute, literally a minute, Jane Daniels tied Alabama going into half, and then he got the ball back, and then in a minute later, he runs his ass down the field and scores. Pac-12 people. I promise you, some of you are going into the Big Ten and you're going to get slaughtered. We talk about Ohio State. We talk about Michigan. They are going to beat your ass all the live long day because you're not physical enough. You don't recruit at a high enough level. And Ohio State's going to lick their hand and smack that ass all up and down the field. Well, Blake, Oregon went to Ohio State a couple years and going one. Yeah. A first-time head coach they did. They're not going into Columbus, Ohio and smacking that ass now. I promise you. If you're wondered if I'm fired up, I am what they would call beyond fired up because I've had enough of it. I've had enough of it. Again, I, I just mentally, mentally, I cannot fathom what I see in here. Do have a good show in store for you tonight, though. Zach Nagy joins us at 7.30. He might have gotten scared off. He might have gotten scared off. Who knows? Who knows? But it's just the truth. Never in my life. Never in my life. It's not even the... the we got two other Rafinos rants that we have to talk about. But it is beyond, okay... It is beyond comprehension that I come on this show to you tonight and say to myself, Jane Daniels, if we're going to be honest, even since Georgia of last year, you can make the argument has been the best player in the country. Guys, that defense in Georgia, you remember last year? On a bum ankle, threw for 207 yards. The interception that he had was because Butterfingers Jack Besh let one hit off of his helmet. And, I, and I'm just supposed to sit here and, and everybody, I remember the post game like it was yesterday. I will never forget it. You had people out here blaming Jane for the interception. What's Jack Besh doing at TCU? Which I love Jack Besh. But sometimes you got to be more realistic with your football takes. I, I remember when the kids signed, some of you were calling him White Lightning. Like, bro, this isn't prohibition. White Lightning does not exist anymore. Now, maybe it does, but you understand what I'm trying to get at. Good gracious, great balls of fire. Guys, Jane Daniels, Let's just hypothetically say he has another game of 400 yards against A&M. No player in the country will have averaged 400 yards total a game since Joe Burrow that's won the Heisman. Nobody. Oh, good gracious, great balls of fire. I, I, again. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Michael says the Pack Fudge Conference. Well, the Pack Fudge Conference is gone. Here's a um, – I don't even know what – brother, you can – every time you click in here and you start trolling, you you pay you, – you, I'm not even going to entertain – I can't entertain this, this Rudy Pooh. Robert says, am I the only one thinking about that video of Ryan Leaf going off in the locker room? Yeah. Look, I like Ryan. Honestly. Again – have had him on this show. Love him to death. I think that his football knowledge gets underappreciated because of the uh, because of the fact of how his career went, how his life went. And all of us have our demons, man. All of us have it. Right? All of us have that demon. But stop with the he would hold a clipboard bullshit. Because when the draft comes and the Buccaneers who sit there at 8, 9, 10 go up in there and draft Jane Daniels, you're going to look like a dumbass. Like, come on, man. Come on. A lot of you have been watching this show. We're 820 goddamn episodes in. I will honestly say, I don't think that I've ever been this pissed off. Like, some of it, and I'll be real with you, and a lot of you know this. Uh, sometimes when you entertain and you do a show like this and you're trying to get out there, some of that is just a caricature. Tonight is not a caricature. It, 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 it's not. Like, it royally pisses me off. Because... I'm old enough to remember in 2021, me tweeting out, Bryce Young is the most electric dude in the game right now. Same for Caleb Williams a year ago. Caleb Williams was fantastic. You know, I, I feel like sometimes in the defense of Jane Daniels, which quite honestly, if any of you have a Twitter account, you need to be out there defending him. Guys, a week ago today, and we got to get rolling. A week ago today, Jane Daniels was asked about him winning the Heisman. Individualized award. And this was what he said word for word. Yeah, the Heisman. You know what I got to say? Go Tigers. People were picking on him about it. That shit's genuine. That, is, that shit is genuine. If anybody else last week would have said and come out and said, I'm scoring, I I'm breaking Joe Burrow's record and would have gone out there and done it, who gives a shit it's Georgia State? By the way, Georgia State, ranked-wise, defensive-wise, offensive-wise, is still better than Arizona State to all the stupid-ass Arizona State fans that were in the mentions today. You'd be like, man, that, that, that dude called a shot. You would have put... You would, if Joe Burrow would have did that, you would have said he was biblical. Biblical. All right. Some of it, sure, is caricature. Tonight is pissed off. All right, we got a lot to discuss. Kim Mulkey getting harassed by Glenn Gilbo and then him blocking people on Twitter. What are our thoughts about this Angel Reese thing? We can't, we can't not. We got to stop talking football for a minute to talk this shit, okay? Then Billy Lucci said that if the Michigan job to open up, Brian Kelly's name would be in there. Why that is absolutely ridiculous and why Billy Lucci does not know what he's talking about. We talk about that next. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. Share to all those social media pages. If you're listening to us, watching us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. You can do that on Rafino and Joe Show too. Coming up on a million a million views uh, total in the last two months on Rafino and Joe. Thank you so much for doing that. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate you doing that. I got to take a break. We're coming back. Kim Mulkey, Angel Reese, what's the tea? We'll talk about that. Brian Kelly, name being float, floated for Michigan for whatever reason. If that job opens up, we talk about that next. Zach Nagy at 730. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds and lines. 
Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back. So I thought that this Angel Reese thing, which I probably should have known better. Um, I kind of thought that this would die down a little bit. But last night, obviously, some things went viral because Glenn Gilbo, who is not on the beat anymore, he continues to go to LSU press conferences because... Of the simple nature that he lives in Baton Rouge, whatever. And listen, don't cut my head off here what I'm about to say. I honestly don't mind Glenn's question to Kim Mulkey in reference to Angel Reese. What I mind is how he went about it, okay? And I I think that, you know, Glenn, since he's gone to OutKick and really just in general at times, has done things like I saw him with my own personal eyes at a a Brian Kelly press conference, ask Brian Kelly a question, stand up, walk out, and and him say, well, I had other obligations. That is, you know, so. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. In case you missed it, Glenn Gilbo basically asked the status of Angel Reese. Now, let me pause for a second and remind everybody. Because we do have a very decent crowd, 35, 40, and older. And I love all of you guys. I love all of your input. But I'm also conflicted or convicted or conflicted, however, whatever the proper verb is for that. But I am conflicted in the sense of that, well, the older generation would say, okay, well, look at the younger generation and all this kind of stuff. Look at the journalism from people who are not a millennial, who are not a Gen Z, the boomer crowd, if you will, whatever they're going to be called, whatever they're technically called, I guess. I don't mind the question about Angel Reese. I mind how it was approached. Now, Kim came out, and obviously what happens every time Kim Mulkey goes viral, when it revolves a player of hers, race is brought into it, which I am not talking on, okay? We're a sports show. The truth is, is that if Kim Mulkey does not want to address the media about her players, then the bottom line becomes it is none of our business. You know what you should do? Let me tell you what I learned in 800 episodes in doing this. What you do is, is you take 
as our good buddy Josh Pate would say, the eye Blake or the eye Glenn or the eye, <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. You pick up the phone and you start making phone calls until you get the answers that are accurate. We built AYS or I built AYS off of, if you remember correctly, us coming out and breaking news, got a lot of shit for it. A lot of the LSU media beat hates me for it, which I go to sleep sleeping like a baby even though that they do i really don't care but the bottom line okay is that kim was attacked in reference to not being uh, uh, equipped to withstand media 101 excuse me and which my response would be to that okay if it's disciplinary, which is pretty much if you would shut up and listen, instead of stop getting your quest, trying to get your question in, she said it's a locker room issue. Okay. You can speculate on whatever that may be. She did not play in the second half, okay, against Kent State. You can only imagine what happened there. Probably what happened is something happened in that locker room because she hasn't played or, played or been at a game since then pool okay people have said well she hadn't played since that incident with Angel Reese well that's not true because me and my son and my wife were at a game last weekend where she came in shot a three she airballed it and Kim Mulkey pulled her ass okay that's number two but I'm not going to speculate whether it is an NIL thing or whatever it may be because the truth be told I don't know. I've heard multiple stories as to reasons as to why things are going on. And quite honestly, when mamas start beefing on social media and Kim is the head coach, there is going to be repercussions. There is going to be things that happen, regardless of what Angel did herself or not. Now, Angel posted something on Instagram or Twitter or wherever in the hell she posted her being in the basketball uh, practice facility saying, and the caption was, don't re believe everything you read. Okay, great. Glad you're still with the team. Have no idea what's going on there. Have heard academics. It was reported by Tiger TV, no less, that it's academics. I've actually been told it's not academics by people who were in that building. With that being said, okay, Kim said she'll be back sooner rather than later. Sounds good. And if she's not back sooner rather than later, then we have, you know, what happened? Kim will have to eventually probably start answering some more of these questions. But she's not handling it in a wrong way. You know what's funny is, is because of the views politically that, let's call it what it is, that Kim has, she automatically gets labeled something that, Probably she doesn't need to be labeled. Nick Saban, just throwing this out there, has been on campaign finance reports for both Democrats and Republicans, giving money to congressmen legally, nothing wrong with it. In West Virginia, I, it, it's his money. He can do whatever the God forsaken hell he wants to do with his own damn money. But he, when he says, X, Y, or Z about a player and that we're not discussing it, you praise him for it. You praise him for it. But you know what you don't do? You don't do the same for Kim when she does the same things. I don't think Kim handled this in a wrong way at all. Not one I owed him. Not one I owed him. Yes. Do I hope Angel Reese is back on the court soon? Absolutely. Especially in the business that I'm in. Because Angel Reese brings eyeballs to this show. It brings eyeballs to social media. Let's call it, like, let's take the gloves off. You're god dang right I want to. It also brings eyeballs and views and entertainment for everybody else that's on this beat. And what they won't tell you is, is that the reason that they're pissed off is because they've seen video traffic going down after LSU lost to Alabama and football, that they need something to hit their quota. 
Well, we don't have a quota on AYS, so therefore, we can just tell you the truth. Nothing she said was wrong. Oh, and by the way, by the way, here's another thing too. This transitions into a point about horrible journalism. Let me explain. Billy Lucci was on with Jacob Hester and I think it's Chris Doring. Forgive me if I'm misspeaking. I think it's pre-gaming SEC is their show. And Billy Lucci, I'm taking the direct quote here, okay? This is from the article that I posted this morning on social media. Billy Lucci, the founder and CEO of TexAg, says, there's a couple of people in coaching that told me, Paul's right there. It's not how you open it when coaches tell you stuff. Hey, watch Hey, watch out for Brian Kelly. He's not a perfect fit there in Baton Rouge and would pursue Michigan if that job were to come open. Well, that's really convenient that he says that the week that LSU and Texas A&M play each other. Now, let's take a little itsy-bitsy peek behind the curtain very quickly. It's pretty well-known, this, so I'm not saying anything that's not already out there in the ether. But when Billy Lucci said that Brian Kelly would be likely be pursued by Michigan if that job were to come open, well, here's the truth. There is a trio of commits at Texas A&M that LSU is very much in the thick of to try to get them to flip to come to LSU. That being number one, Terry Bussey, Gabe Rutherford, gets also in that mix. And, oh, guess what? Since Jimbo's been fired, there's a five-star in Lafayette named Dominic McKinley who's in that fold. I know that you've seen it. I've... (laughs) Going to be cautious. Have heard the same things that you're reading. Now... Brian Kelly, okay, if it's not about recruiting, right, like which I vehemently believe it seems like that comment is about recruiting or an agent slipping that in his ear, but he says coaches, okay? So if you're lying about you hearing it from coaches, I I, I find it very hard to believe that Brian Kelly would be telling coaches around A&M or especially in the SEC that he would be uh, entertained in the pursuit of Michigan when Scott Woodward is highly connected to all of them. Brian Kelly, at the end of the year after this, would roughly be owed $80 million. That would be his buyout. So, you know, today I, I put on the thinking man's cap, I put on the thinking man's brain, And I said to myself, I said, self, if Jim Harbaugh went to the NFL where technically, if I'm not mistaken, the buyout would not technically fully apply to Harbaugh there, would Michigan really spend $80 million to LSU guaranteed to get him? $80 million is a lot of money. And if Michigan wants to come and pay $80 million if that job would come open, fine. And if Brian Kelly wants to go, fine. I don't want him to, but fine. But if you're going to give me $80 million to go get whoever I want, (laughs) you better be careful, buddy. You better be careful. Here's another thing. Michigan fans that saw that went stupid and talked about how much they hate Brian Kelly. Now, with that being said, no, I do not think Brian Kelly at any time is going to Michigan. But I do think that somebody tried to leak that to Billy Lucci. Elijah Robinson. Uh, Because there are a trio of recruits that that could, I'm not saying they are completely, could make their way to Death Valley at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Huh. 
We talked about Kim Mulkey and bad reporting with the with Glenn and then Glenn writing an article saying that she doesn't know media relations one-on-one. As I said, Glenn, I visibly saw you stand up and leave in a Brian Kelly press conference. By the way, you got your credential pulled. Nevertheless, this is the stuff that I hate. So when people say, well, Blake is this and Blake is that and Blake does this and Blake does that, I'm not the one in those press conferences asking Kim Mulkey about Angel Reese. I'm also not saying things on the SEC teleconference or SEC big teleconference show and saying Brian Kelly wants out of LSU. All right. This has been one hell of a show. First, defending Jane Daniels. I already got a text saying, Blake, check your blood pressure. Talk about a good friend. Uh, talk about good friends of the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Our good friend, uh, Carol Falls over at State Farm. Zach Nagy, Sports Illustrated. Next. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirement. Zach Nagy, LSU Country Sports Illustrator, is our guest. Good to have you back, sir. It's been a couple weeks. How have you been doing? I've been doing good. Yeah, it's been a little bit too long, but doing good. Busy time of the season, uh, you know, picking up a little bit, but here we are. It's been a minute. How are you? Um, well, if you go watch the first 15 minutes of the show, you would think I, I was it. having a heart attack, okay? I watched it. Um, let me ask you this. Have, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am biased. I don't think that I am. I think I have more uh, uh, evidence more than anybody to back this up. Have you ever seen somebody take more criticism that's had a season like this more than Jane Daniels? I was talking about it earlier today with somebody. Just obviously people are just going to sit there and nitpick those three losses and do what they can. But the numbers, I, I was telling somebody, women lie, men lie, numbers don't lie. Um, and the numbers don't lie when it comes to, you know, Jane Daniels. A- everything that he's done has been fantastic and yeah, the, the criticism has been a little a little bit much, in my opinion. It's, it's challenging when your defense has been such a struggle this year and you continue to put up sub, such substantial numbers week in and week out. But, look, this, this is the type of thing where ultimately I believe Jaden gets the job done and, and he's the one hoisting that trophy. And I think you and I are on the same page. And I think most of the people in the LSU uh, world are, are on the exact same page here. But from a criticism perspective, yeah, man, it, it's, been a, it's been a little bit unique seeing what people have been saying on, from, the, from the outside. The second best defense statistically that Bo Nix has seen is number fifty-seven Texas Tech. My thing He's about str- it all is, is, oh, go ahead. is you pull you pull up the strength of schedule. Um, obviously, Jane Daniels' numbers are substantially better than everybody else's, and when I say everybody else, I'm referring to Michael Penix and Bo Nix. And then you factor in the point that he's doing it against the number one strength of schedule, um, and it's number one, number five, depending on which site you check out. And then yeah, people were fighting over fighting with yeah, me over semantics today. 
and, and they're, they're, theirs aren't even cracking the top 10 in, in strength of schedule. So, yeah, look, man, Jaden Daniels, in, in my opinion, is the best player in college football. It's not even close to me. What he's doing week in and week out is incredible. And, look, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board of, uh, of Jaden Daniels, you know, holding, holding up that trophy in a couple of weeks. I agree, and I'm right there with you. Uh, the only question that I would have moving forward are, is what the game we're about to talk about. I do think that Texas A&M, regardless of what we think about them, they are the best defense we've seen. I've, I've been saying this since week one. Like, they are that good. Their front seven is that good. Edron Cooper from Covington, he is that good. What do you think about this game? Because I, I, I could see it going se- excuse me, 17 different ways. When you look at A&M versus LSU at 11 a.m., what does Zach Nagy see? It, it, it's a weird perspective for me just because, obviously, we're not playing for much from a conference championship or college football playoff perspective. But in my opinion, you're playing for so much at the same time. You're playing to solidify Jaden Daniels' Heisman case. You can put Malik Neighbors in the Belinikoff, you know, driver's seat. You can have him break the receiving yards all-time record right. for LSU. Like, there are things that you're playing for in this game that, you know, people might not be talking about enough. I get it. It's Texas A&M. It's at 11 a.m. It's not the most, you know, it's not the, the sexiest game in the world. But, you know, when you look at it, you're playing for something for Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors and the rest of this team. And you can go into the offseason with your heads held high. And then when I'm looking at Texas A&M as a whole, kind of getting back to the question that you were really asking is, look, that front seven's phenomenal. They yeah. get in the backfield. Tackle for loss is fantastic. They get to the quarterback. They, they can stop the rush. Um, there are ways that this offense will exploit that defense. We know that. It's the number one offense in America for a reason. But, you know, look, it, it's a challenging defense. And like you said, probably the best defense that you'll go up against all year. Certainly Alabama was a test. And it's not it's a casual take. It's not rocket science. But this Bama, this Texas A&M defense is, is certainly no, uh, nothing, no pushover. Yeah, and, and I'm wondering because here's the thing, Zach. Here's it's not even offensively. Clearly, I'm not worried about what we do offensively. What I'm worried about is is the Henderson kid, Jalen Henderson, who is now Texas A&M's quarterback, the little lefty. I, I I'm not confident, Zach, that we're not going to make him look like the Texas Michael Vick. Like I'm not convinced. As crazy as a take that that sounds like, I don't know if we're going to stop him. It's not a bad take just because if history repeats itself, he'll look like, you know, Mike, like you were saying, like he'll look like an absolute dog. Um, I, you just got to hope that Jordan Jefferson can have one of those quote unquote legacy games because he's your number, he's your best graded defensive lineman. And he's obviously taking significant snaps as the Makai Wayne goes out of the picture. And you're going to need a big game from him. You're going to need to see Mason Smith do what he does best. And then your boy, man, Braden Swinson. I know you're, you're a huge advocate for what he does week in and week out. And hopefully he can get a little bit more snaps under his belt this weekend and, you know, kind of wreak some havoc in the, in that backfield and, and give the quarterback and, and the rest of that offense some some help. Are you surprised that schematically there's not changes defensively? Look, the defense is something that you and I I know we haven't talked in a couple of weeks, but we've been, you know, kind of seeing eye to eye, to eye when it comes to this defense. Schematically there haven't been much changes. You haven't been maximizing your playmakers to the best of their ability. There's a lot of things that I question every single week when it comes to, you know, he who should not be named, Matt House. There, there's some things that have been challenging, in my opinion. Um, to answer your question, though, yeah, certainly, man. There, there, there are some things from a schematic standpoint that kind of blow my mind every single week. Um, look, Whit Weeks is a phenomenal player. I understand that Brian Kelly came out and said that he had stitches in his foot and he didn't want to risk anything, but he was available to play football, and he wanted to play football. And certainly after the game, you see his brother, another player, saying free 40. It sounds to me like he was ready to, you know, keep those the, keep those cleats laced up and, and get some snaps under his belt. So when I look at schematically and playmaker wise, you know, you got to have somebody like Whit Weeks on the field. You got to have your other playmakers on the field. So hopefully some things change this weekend. Brian Kelly said that Whit Weeks is available to play, and he sh- they'll need him. So hopefully he gets to get some reps under his belt. And there are a couple tweaks defensively, and LSU kind of ends regular season with a bang. Gash in his foot. That's what they say. That's what they say. I didn't say it. Uh, I, I mean, the kid tweet like the kid liked a tweet that got screenshotted of his um, not so thoughtfulness of his coordinator. Do you think that that's a bad sign? Uh, social media is such a difficult thing to take too much out of. 
obviously people want to over 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 hype things on social media. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be one to kind of blow something like that out of proportion. Certainly, it is a little bit of a quote unquote worry, like you were saying. But at the end of the day, Whit Weeks is gonna be an absolute dog for LSU long term. One can hope, and I think that you know the sky's the limit for him in the purple and gold. And I, I'm excited to see him play this weekend. I am too. I do question it how much he will play with. Pen, uh, with Spates being a senior. I do question that, so I guess we will see. Uh, Zach Nagy, LSU Country Sports Illustrated, is our guest. Looking into this game and if you win it, and I do think that you'll get some chaos sooner rather than later, um, could LSU backdoor a New Year's Six Bowl? I think so. Uh, I was talking to some people about that today, actually, at player interviews, just kind of thinking how there are a lot of dominoes that can fall LSU's way in order for them to get one of those, you know, bottom tier bottom tier uh new year six games i i really think that there's a there's a chance for that um obviously yeah we need we need arkansas away. to do the unthinkable yeah there, there's right. a couple of things that could potentially happen to, to where lsu gets one of those bigger bowl games and I, I it's a big week in college football there's a lot of things that can happen and i, I firmly believe that lsu could you know get one of those big time games you know what zach i tweeted this earlier and this is crazy so next year you will be in contention to make the playoff Right, you're right in the thick of things. This game does bring more magnitude into it because you still can be there. The problem I have is the rankings came out tonight, and mm. Ole Miss is at 12. Now, by no means am I Ole Miss defender. Yeah, but let's act like everything stood still for just a moment because even if Michigan or Ohio State lost, okay. They're not going to move all the way down past 12. It's not like Ole Miss is moving up any much real way because of the fact those teams are still going to be there. They're just going to shuffle probably from here I on out. I want to see where you're going with this. Continue. Okay. But let's say everything remains the same and Ole Miss stays at number 12. Right. Well, Tulane is the highest ranked group of five opponent and would be in over Ole Miss. That's the stuff that I have worries about. And I agree with that. I had a feeling that's the path that you were going to take on that. Um, look, that that's just the way that this new expanded playoffs is going to work out. There are going to be teams that are, you know, obviously capable and should be in the mix that aren't going to be in the mix because you have these higher group of five, you know, like you said, Tulane. Hypothetically, we'll just use Tulane for the, for the long haul. Hypothetically, Tulane. Which Ole Miss beat, Dakota. by the way, a, yeah. in New Orleans. Yep, precisely. So, precisely. I mean, it, I just, I, I don't. Look, dog, I'm just going to call it like it is. You line up in New Orleans tomorrow with this LSU team versus Tulane. Beat the brakes off them. And you will beat the brakes off them. I don't right. care how bad your defense is. I'd actually, no disrespect, I'm a NOLA boy. So, Tulane, you know, I still love them <laughs> the green wave and whatnot. But, I mean, obviously, you're going to get clapped. LSU up against them, and they're going to beat the brakes off of them. And, I'm again, no disrespect, just the offense is just so phenomenal for LSU that – it would be a pretty big challenge for that defense to slow them down. But, yeah. And in fairness, too, Tulane's technically got to win this weekend because SMU's still there. They're right. still in battle and contention there. All right, Zach Nagy with us. Um, what do you see things moving forward? Because, obviously, Jane Daniels won't be here next year. You obviously have Garrett Nussmeyer. But there's been a lot of murmuring from people, which I'm not necessarily in the boat in on, now, I'm in the boat in on it that I do think that you could need a capable backup. I'm not going to say that. But there's a lot of people clamoring like, hey, man, we need to go get a portal quarterback. And I'm just thinking like, man, the last time y'all trashed a quarterback, the next year he came back as a Heisman winner almost. So what are your thoughts on where LSU moves um, in that direction? Look, I, uh, I love Garrett Nussmeyer. He's a class act. Every time we get to speak to him, he's a fantastic guy, fantastic quarterback who's growing day by day. Uh, decision making he, he's trying to get that gunslinger narrative off his back um tremendous arm talent tremendous quarterback and likely will be your starting quarterback next fall do i think lsu goes into the portal and tries to get you know a a backup who can come in the mix and push garrett nussmeyer and also have a reliable guy uh after him certainly i i, I would not be surprised if lsu went to the you know transfer portal and went and got a quarterback is it a tough sell to try to go get somebody knowing that Nussmeier's, you know, waited around? No, by no means is LSU owe Garrett Nussmeier anything. Um, but he's waited around. He's done his time. And 
the the narrative was that he would come in after JD and take the reins. For me, I, I definitely think you need to go out and get somebody who can come in and be your QB two and push Nussmeyer because look, you're one injury away from a true freshman in Colin Hurley and a redshirt freshman in Ricky Collins having to step in and take significant snaps. So you, you go out there and, and you get something like a like a sophomore or a junior who can come in and, and push somebody like Garrett Nussmeyer. Certainly, I, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, and you got to be sick right now if you're Walker Howard. The whole Ole Miss quarterback room was extremely interesting to me. For them to go get Spencer Sanders as well, I, I wonder what the sell was there to get him there. And then, obviously, if you're Walker Howard, you're sick to your damn stomach knowing that Jackson Dart's coming back too. So, yeah, we're on the same page there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're in the same exact predicament that you're in. That you were in here, yeah. Any games around the league intrigue you this weekend? Man, I've been so full steam ahead on this LSU-Texas A&M game. I haven't even had the chance to really evaluate many other games, to be honest with you. Gotcha. Obviously, like you said, Arkansas do the unthinkable and whatnot, but I've been so locked in on this A&M game. I, I need LSU to go out with a bang and get things done. Um, Last question for you. It might turn into a somewhat more of a longer segment than I hope because food yeah. is involved. Um, yeah. Your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Dude, it, it's I have to go with my mom's macaroni and cheese. And people were dogging on me for it. They were saying that mac and cheese shouldn't even be on the table for Yeah, Ty Richardson, ESPN. What is he doing? What are I they said, doing? Shut the hell up. If they they don't know because they haven't had my mom's mac and cheese. If okay, well tell me what your mom do. What, 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 what kind of mac and cheese are we talking about? Shit is. Okay, okay. What she? It hits every time. It hits every time. She makes a fantastic mac and cheese, and then I go see my pops, and he makes a good turkey. So. Everybody kind of gets it done. So I got to go with turkey, mac and cheese, plain and simple guy. What's the one thing you pass by when you see it all out at Thanksgiving? So you saw what Brian Kelly said was his favorite thing on the Thanksgiving cranberry, table. Cranberry sauce. You will never catch me have any cranberry sauce with my Thanksgiving meal. I'll tell you that right me now. Neither. I don't know if anybody in the chat, I don't know if anybody's going <laughs> to talk bad on my name. Um, I'm not a cranberry guy. I'll tell you that much. Um, Are you a big leftovers guy? Tremendous leftovers guy, man. I'm... I'm living on my own now. I, I got to get as much food as I can from my mom and pops and bring it home so I don't have to cook and do anything like that. So, yeah, I'm a huge leftovers guy now. I, I, I will I will admit, I I love a good cornbread dressing. Give me some gravy, okay? We're on the um, same page. But, man, my, my wife's family, man, they do gumbo. And these old Creole ladies, they put potato salad in the gumbo. Like their own bowl, not like – in the big pot. Give me a bowl of that. A little Nola boy over here. I'm, I'm down to try some different gumbo. Oh, sure. dude. I, listen, I clowned it. And I said, what in the hell are these old women doing? And I'll never forget as long as I live. Her grandmother kind of glanced over at me and was like, what you looking at? And I'm like, mm -hmm. I just never seen nobody put potato salad in gumbo. She goes, you ain't from the bayou like I am. So I'm like, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it, it's phenomenal. I like look, man. I I'm not a big rice fan, really. You know, I just you know I don't for whatever reason. But man, I, I had to become a big rice guy. My grandma was from Central America, and she loves her little yellow rice and stuff. I had to, I had to, I've, I've had to get on the rice wave when I was a little kid. So I have. To yeah, I, I would the potato salad, man. It's 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 where it's at. Uh, any other dish or what? You know what's funny, man? I, I always. I always like the leftovers because the egg bowl is always on, um, you know, right after, and you get to mm -hmm. sit there and watch it. What is your favorite Thanksgiving tradition? Man, I just like being with my family and just watching some football, NFL, whatever you got to do. I just like being with my pops and watching football all we can um, all night, really. Kind of just sit there, watch football, do what we got to do. Uh, it's nice being with the family, especially since they're over in Nolan. and I'm here in BR now. So it's nice to just get everybody together, see my twin sister, uh, do whatever we got to do. Zach Nagy's yeah, a, a twin? twin. I have a twin sister. My twin sister, Allie. Hopefully she's... Are y'all identical? Uh, you know, some say that. Some, <laughs> say, that. some say that. She might hey, be a little bit prettier than I am. She might be for, a little bit prettier than me. What is, what is it called? Not, uh, not identical. Uh, fraternal. Yeah. And, dude, even them, they're like... It's so wild how... Do y'all have like to the... What is it called? Telepathy? Do y'all read each other's minds? When we were younger, man, like we would always try to convince people that we did. It's, it's a fun, it's a funny narrative, but look, man, her and I are always on the same page. Sometimes we can just look at each other and know what we're thinking without saying it. So, yeah, hell yeah. That's funny. All right, Zach Nagy, LSU country. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you. I hope you get all the, the, the blessings and Thanksgivings 
uh, that you deserve, my man. Thank you for being with us here tonight. My guy, I appreciate it. Let's do it again. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. All right, you too, buddy. That's Zach Nagy, LSU country, always fantastic. Let's take a quick break. And I got to tell you, man, I, I posted this on the socials. I went over to my good man, uh, Steve Beans, Bayou Daiquiris and Bayou Boldigo in Covington. Maybe Zach on his way back uh, to NOLA needs to stop in Covington. Had me the shrimp po' boy. Listen to me. I don't. I ain't got this big from just eating celery and tuna fish, okay? Yuck, tuna fish. Actually, I kind of like tuna fish, especially when we go fishing for it. Real tuna is actually, don't get that processed shit. All right, but listen to me. Steve and them, man, the daiquiris, oh my good heavens to gracious, that man knows what he's doing. They got the crawfish, they got the crabs, they got the red beans, they got every stinking thing you need. I went there, phenomenal shrimp po' boy, roast beef po' boy is just on point. Get over to him in Covington, Louisiana, let him know that Blake sent you on by. We're right back. Bayou Daiquiris at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914 because you know what daiquiris and crawfish it's a louisiana thing 75 percent on our sec picks this year 75 percent if i didn't know any better i would say that that's pretty good gambling we just do the pickums. It's not that difficult. It's free money, man. It's free money. Pick pick the team you know that's going to win. You'll win a lot of times. All right. Let's go around the SEC. We'll finish it up with some things I'm thinking about. We're going to try to go tomorrow at some time if we can uh, on AYS. We will be on Rafino and Joe show at 9 a.m., so be in, uh, be in tune for that or be in there with us for that. Let me say this. Um, I don't know, nor am I necessarily leaning, um, any real upsets this week in the SEC, but the problem that I have with my picks this week are simple, is pretty much the simple knowledge or fat or thoughts that me picking all chalk this weekend is going to burn me in the ass, right? Like meaning... But like you know, you better not pick all the favorites because somebody is gonna just come out there like Mississippi State on Thursday night on Thanksgiving. Could they do the unthinkable? I don't think that they are. And tomorrow we're gonna talk about Ole Miss and Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl on R and J. And I will say this: we're gonna have to start talking a little bit more about Lane Kiffin and his team and the program that he's running, because this is the second time that he's had 10 wins in the regular season. And listen, you can trash on them all you want to. Lane can't win the big game. Okay. Lane can't do this. Okay. Lane can't do that. Okay. James Franklin still wins 10 games every single year, too. Just because they're not winning the big one doesn't mean that they're not a 10-win team Guys, they're gonna, he's going to have close to 30-plus wins in three years. That's been pretty good. I don't think that, that stops on Thursday. Give me the Ole Miss Rebels. Here's a game that I circled because of the simple nature that I, as crazy as it sounds, I think could be an upset. Missouri is coming off back-to-back week, weeks with highly emotional wins. The Tennessee game had a lot of beef in it. They thought, Missouri people thought, and, and Eli Drinkowitz thought, that Tennessee ran up the score on them over the last couple of years. They come out, they control the football, they have it for four or 40 freaking minutes of time of possession is what Eli and the boys out there in Como had against Tennessee. They turn right around. Graham Mertz goes out with a collarbone, 
game is still really close late into the night. They wind up pulling it out. Now, there's nothing that I'm going to say that's going to convince you that Arkansas is going to win the game, and I am not going to pick them to win the game. But For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But I am leaning Arkansas on the points, though. So, I, if I remember, I will tell you which way that we're leaning there. If I'm just picking the outright win, I go Mizzou. I'm smelling a little bit of an upset Friday night, or Friday during the day, I should say, in Arkansas. Let's see how that transpires. Oh, and Arkansas has got to get bowl eligible, too. Saturday, we have a lot of games. Kentucky and Louisville, we'll talk about tomorrow uh, in more detail. I'm going to go Louisville because, listen, I th- as crazy as this sounds, I still think that they're in the very much into the playoff hunt. They need a lot of chaos to surround them for them to get in the playoff. One thing that we should all know about college football is that there's always chaos. As they say on the Dark Knight, or Heath Ledger said on the Dark Knight, it's chaos. Give me the Cardinals, mainly due to the fact that it's home and that I just don't think that the Stoopsy has really anything going. You obviously know I'm picking LSU. The Iron Bowl, Alabama. I think that game's close early and then they separate. You know I'm going Tennessee over Vandy. Florida State and Florida. So listen, the I've talked about this at nauseam now, and it feels like it seems it seems like it's been every day. Go look at what we said on Jordan Travis. Give me the Seminoles closer than the experts think. That game's in the swamp. First time start for Tate Rotomaker on the road rivalry game. I don't like it for them, but I'm going to pick them anyway. Georgia over Georgia Tech and Clemson. My goodness. Tyler Stanzenberg or wherever in the hell he called from uh, has turned that program around. Maybe some people now feel like it was a plant to get his team uh, lifted. That wasn't a plant. Dabo's using it to his uh, favor. I know Clemson's going into South Carolina and to Columbia. They want revenge. Give me Clemson. I think that when that, that one right there could get a little bit out of control. I think Clemson has found a way back here just a little bit i go on this entire show without talking anything about texas a&m uh and lsu in the football game other than a little bit with zach Nagy. but personally we just got talking about done talking about revenge games you know what's funny about revenge games you have one this weekend your damn self let me tell you something. Ever since the Aggies, the chapless, chapless Aggies have come into the SEC, they are as annoying as a gnat on a cow's ass, okay? I don't like them. They don't like us. They think there were Cajun Creole bumpkins, you know, hitting on banjos, eating gumbo and uh, 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 crawfish etouffee every night, which doesn't actually sound that bad now that you say it like I uh, say it like that. And we think that they're hicks. Alan Jackson is their Jesus. Okay. The bottom line is I want this game more than I wanted to win Alabama really bad every year. Don't get me wrong. I want LSU to win this game really bad. This for me, I've said it every single year has become into a rivalry game to me. I don't like your ass. You don't like our ass. Middle fingers up in your face because we don't give a shit. F you. Like, that's how I... Ever since the Joe Burrow 7-overtime game, I and they made those stupid-ass cups because losers make cups, okay? I don't like them. Hey, BK, I, I don't think... Give me a thumbs up in the chat if you feel the same way that I do. BK, listen to me. 
LSU football players, listen to me. Staff, listen to me. We want this one. I freaking want this one. More than you know. Also, God, this can mean so much for recruiting if you dominate them. Listen, I'm going to end the show by saying this. Can we get a little bit of old school back in here? What do I mean by old school? Remember when dudes in our generation, they played for legacy? Yeah, they might not win a natty. All right. But they played for, with pride and legacy? Bro, this could be the team, and you don't realize it, that changed things. Right? You could be the bridge class that sent LSU into another orbit to where maybe LSU could be a dynasty. You never know. All I'm going to say is this. It takes times when you get back-to-back 10-win seasons. Excuse me. You start doing stuff like that. Really good things come your way. Saying a lot about Ole Miss right now, too, man. Keep finding ways to win. I want that old school mentality that we're le- we're doing this for legacy shit. Malik Neighbors, man, you could be and go down as arguably the best LSU wide receiver. Now I'm not going to say ever, but from a statistical standpoint, nobody. Think of the receivers that have been here. Jarvis, Odell, Dwayne Bowe, Josh Reed, the, Michael Clayton. The list is so long. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Terrace Marshall. You know, I'll even throw his name in there, even though he's way down the list. Kayshawn Booty. You can be the all-time lean receiver in LSU's history. Legacy shit. Let's go take their souls. See you guys. I hope tomorrow we'll, um, we're planning that out. We'll see. But definitely, Rafino and Joe show tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Y'all be there. Hope to see you with us. See ya. Have a good Thanksgiving if I don't talk to you. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.